to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello, welcome to episode 317 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Here we go, another week, another exciting episode, I'm sure. Okay, so at some point I'm going to have a sip of water. Tell me if I drool everywhere. <laughs> Nothing new there, and I've just realised I didn't bring my water with me, so I'm going to struggle through. Yeah, uh, Chris has just had a dental procedure or something. I don't know what yeah, they've done. Yeah, I've just been to a dentist, literally just walked in the door, and my face is numb. Uh, but it's top lip. It's when they do the bottom lip that you start sounding weird, eh? I think. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, really? Yeah, I, I think that's what's wrong. But yes, but it's my top lip and my nose. My nose is all numb. It's weird. Because oh. injected me up here. Yes. Yeah, canine area. Anyway. You sound good. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. What could I'll go wrong? Fine. What's been happening this week? Uh, this week, I have uh, let it be known. Uh, how, how, how did I say that? Announce. Announce this is to, the announced. Announced to the world. Uh, I will no lo- I won't, won't be taking part in TEDx Recurrent this year. And the upshot of that sounds like there won't be a TEDx recurrent this year. So how many years did you do that for and how many speakers? Six years, although one year we skipped. We skipped 2019. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So so five actual five, events. Yeah, yeah. Five actual six, events. six years, because we did do salons in that year. At, at least over 50 speakers? Uh, yes, yeah. Uh, over 50, or around about 50 speakers, plus the salons would be another dozen. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's been it's been really good. I really enjoyed it, um, but it's becoming more and more uh, time consuming at the moment. Yes, we've got a smaller and smaller team, <laughs> and so it's like, yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, I think it gets a bit like that with uh, volunteer things. It's hard to get new people. I've got a pumpkin meeting next month, uh, in the lead up to our event. But uh, yeah, there's just all six of us. I think yeah, the whole thing, which is fine. I think for what it is. Uh, you know, it's amazing how people just don't realise how much work goes into cr- creating an event for one day. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because I think if it's a five or six day or whatever day event, it's really easy to get your head around, like balloons over Waikato, something like that. Art Hamilton Garden Arts Festival. Um, I think you can get people. I think you can get more people involved to help, and also get more funding easier. Easier. Yeah. Uh, than just the one-day event, which does take you pretty much nine months it of the year the to organise. It takes you pretty much the same amount of time, whether it's a, a few days. I think it's probably harder to do that one-day event a year than if you were doing a monthly, say, a monthly farm oh, market or something. Yeah, you know? totally. Because once you've got it up and running, it's it's sort of a regular cycle yeah, and it's not yeah. so bad. Yeah, and it's um, easier to drag people into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so that's uh, that's what is new with me. Excellent. Uh, nothing much new with me. My ankle hurts. That's nothing major. <laughs> so this dude is on uh, Instagram and he's trying to swap his way to our house. Oh, right, 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 right. So right. you obviously... So we've talked about this before. Somebody else doing something that went from a pin or something. The original person, and I'm sure this was near the start of when the internet was actually accessible was a red paperclip. Red paperclip. And that's in the US. And this is where this guy got his idea from. He's 22. But I'm sure this idea is almost as old as this dude. <laughs> I don't know the actual thing. Yeah, that sounds about right. 
He hopes technology and goodwill of strangers will help him trade up from a small clay tomato to a house. Uh, he swapped the tomato for a baseball mitt, the mitt for a fishing rod and reel, and the rod for some power tools. That's where he's at, apparently. Yeah, and in 20 years, he'll have a house. I don't think it's going to work in today's climate. I don't think it's going to work here in New Zealand. I just don't think it's going to work. No, I agree. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, he watched, So the original dude had done a TEDx talk, actually, and wrote a book about the Red Paperclip Project. And later set up a cafe in his house that he ended up with. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, He got... So the original guy, he got a year's free rent and a morning with Alice Cooper. Like, it was a big deal when all of that happened. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's the novelty thing, right? The novelty factor. Because you have to be the first. Yeah, so do you remember that guy, that kid that sold every pixel on the screen? Yeah. Advertising, and he goes, oh, I'll get 10 pixels, and you put your logo on there, or whatever it was. Uh, and- it was uh, 1millionpixels.com, yeah. which is still around. And- you know what he went on to do, eh? Yeah, but how many people tried to rip that off later? Yes. And then, so, uh, gee, I don't think they made much money. You know you know who he is, though, eh? No, I can't remember. Oh, well, you probably don't know. So he made the 1 million pixel website and sold a whole bunch. That's still uh, it's still around today. Uh, website's real... Uh, shonky looking probably wouldn't go there uh then he sort of so he sold that for obviously a million dollars or just over and then he fluffed around for 12 years i think it was and he's one of the main guys if not the main guy behind calm the meditation app oh that okay. just that's valued at so many billion. Oh wow yeah good like, on him so he's done pretty well uh so this dude can be contacted uh through his instagram page or his email apparently if anyone's keen to and what's his what's his Instagram? Uh, you think they'd list that, eh? I don't think they do. I think they just list his email. Um, Levi Fletcher's his name. He works at a Mitre 10 somewhere. I've already lost interest. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. One Clay Tomato. One Clay Tomato is the Instagram account. Uh, okay. I'm going to look that up right now uh, as you go into the next story, Chris. All right. What am I going to talk about? Um, You've got a couple of things there. Well, Ru- Rudy... <laughs> Rudy's being sued. You've heard about this, right? Because you yeah. must have. So he's being sued by, for defamation by Dominion voting machines for $1.3 billion. That's right. And I said billion with a numb lip and it felt really weird. But anyway, billion dollars. And um, like, I think he's screwed. <laughs> like, honestly. I read, uh, I read somewhere that's the start of it. And it, somehow the way they've done it, the lawyers that are suing him, um, is real strategic. And it lays the groundwork. And then once they've done that, then they start more lawsuits and they start going after all the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a way they do it for some reason. Yeah. And so it, it builds a precedent. And I think, um, yeah, I, <laughs> I think he's so screwed. So he goes, oh, yeah, Discovery would be great. Discovery would be great. I'm looking forward to Discovery. I'll be able to see, because you know what Discovery is, right? Where each lawyer has to show everything that they yes, have that's to right. the other yeah, lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Rudy's saying, "I'll discover you'll be great. I'll like, I'll find out how they're ripping off the the voting and that." And these guys oh, are like, no. um, "Since we're not owned by Venezuela, and I think they were like started in Toronto, uh, in Canada, and and you know we've got nothing to do with any of that. None of this is true." Discovery is going to be great for us, but we get to see all his emails that he sent to everybody. I hope 
I, <laughs> I hope they're as batshit crazy as the image of him standing in front of the uh, garden centre. <laughs> or or his, the leaky face. His leaky face. Oh, my God. So, I, you, you almost... You almost have to feel sorry for Rudy, no, but you don't. No, 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 you do not. You do not. <laughs> but I hope, yeah, if they get him, then I think they better get start getting some of these other guys that were supporting him. And and I don't know how how much people like Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio and that Hawley, um, those senators, um, how how much they they said the same sorts of things, but they were on the same track. So yeah, I don't know. It'd be good if they got rid of all the, the people I saw in the article. I didn't recognise any of their names, so I don't know who they were referencing. Yeah, so could be someone yeah. who knows. Really hey. hasn't got a billion dollars, and of course, you know, Trump's not paying him. No, 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 no. Trump, no he no. goes, oh no, he's not. I'm not paying his expenses for going around the country trying to, oh, to, good to, old Trump. to do my. He's set up his little office in Florida or whatever he's done. Oh, is he? But he hasn't come, he hasn't come out. He's just set yeah, up a yeah, little... Yeah, yeah, Like, they were talking it's... about that the other day because he, he's never been this quiet. No, it's like, good. Like, even before... No, he knows. He knows, um, yeah. Before he was president, when he wasn't president, he was not never this quiet. But it's good because it just seems like there's a sense of normalness. Like, Biden's moved in, his two dogs have moved in, he's getting rid of different people... Different uh, Did stuff. You, have you seen photos of Fauci? Like when he was with Trump, and then when he's with Biden, these little video oh clips. no, I can just imagine. And and, and he's so smiley the first yeah, day. That, yeah, I bet he is. <laughs> like we can talk about things now. Oh, it just seems normal. And Deborah Burks um, was saying that um, all this uh, graphs would appear because she was the um, public communications person yes. for that team, and she goes, she'd be like, we. What are these graphs that the president's showing? I didn't create them. Oh, right. Somebody else. She said there were two data streams. There was like a whole separate source yeah. of data that I don't know where he's getting it from, and he's presenting it to the world as, as if it was from our team. Something I didn't realise, and I just learnt about this because I was reading a great article about it. So when they have the switchover team, or whatever they call them, transition, transition team, team yeah. I didn't realise part of that is the whole White House website. Oh, what? So every so time a new mean? president goes in, they have a whole team that rebuilds the website, and they just wipe the old one. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, it makes so, sense. I never thought about it. But no, yeah, it no. Sense. So, this, I don't know what the old one was built on, but this one's built on WordPress and it's super customized. And these people have been looking at it and they're like, the guy that runs it, the digital dude, is like top level dude. So, so Biden's digital team, dude. Yeah. 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 Yep. And they've got rid of, uh, they have to archive the old. <laughs> don't tell me. Um, Freaking Trump was running on Squarespace. <laughs> no, I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. I don't think so. No, no, they have to archive the old website and it's still searchable, but they remove something like 11,000 pages. And they've got 6,000 or 600. It's quite a big gap. Uh, and they'll eventually add to it. Uh, but yeah, so apparently that's something they do. Huh. Good to know. Didn't well, know. I didn't know. Hey, this woman in the UK got all upset, uh, and this isn't the real the, the bit that I want to tell you, but uh, she got upset because uh, the 11 a.m. cutoff while caught in the McDonald's drive-through upset her. Like she. Well, I, I fair enough. If you got there ten to eleven and yeah. you're in the drive-through, and then you go, oh, "I want my thing," and I was like, "No, it's after 11. But where do you draw the line if you've got loads of people? Loads of people. Anyway, she rang the police. Okay, that's stupid. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so that's all right. And they said, no, nah, talk to McDonald's. That's nothing to do with us, right? And people on Twitter have been calling her McMuppet and all sorts of things. 
<laughs> oh, I like that McMuppet. I'm gonna. Oh, I know. I've got some McMuppets at work. That's awesome. Yep. Current, so, current. but there's a story that sort of came out from June last year, and I didn't hear about this. And this is in Canberra, in Australia. And she she wrote this. She claimed that she couldn't resist getting her own back on a rude driver who was honking at her while she was ordering at one of the fast food franchises. I was in a long McDonald's drive-through this morning, and the young lady behind me honked her horn because I was taking too long to place my order. She wrote on this Facebook group. After explaining, she decided to take the high road and pay for both their orders. She then claimed she had a change of heart. The dude at the counter must have told her what I'd done as she leaned out the window, waved, and mouthed, thank you to me. Obviously embarrassed, had, and I'd repaid her rudeness with kindness. So when I got to the second window, I showed both receipts and took her food too. Now she has to go back to the end of the queue and start again. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Uh... Oh, that's that's an evil genius. It is, eh? It's <laughs> like a- super <laughs> passive aggressive. Just, uh, <laughs> if only we had beach right next to us, Chris, we could be on the hunt for a beach. Uh, no, yeah, whatever. I don't care because we could look for that. The old stuff from the inside of the whale's stomach that's super expensive. Oh, a- ambergris, am- ambergris, ambergris, ambergris. So they found a golf ball lump size of it, and uh, the Otago Museum's going to examine it this week to see if it is actual that. Uh, obviously, it's super used in uh, expensive perfumes. It traps aroma in the skin for long periods. Uh, you get about 10 grand a kilogram, and she found 100 grand. Is this why it. you kill whales? Uh, yeah, I think it's one of the many reasons we kill whales. Uh, she thought it was some pumice, but thing. So she, uh, this dude, Bruce... Mahalski of Danita's Museum of Natural Mystery just happened to be sitting at a pub when he overheard the woman talking about her find. I asked if she had a photo and she pulled it out of her bag. Uh, oh, like the actual yeah, yeah, lump yeah, yeah, of whatever. So. He identified a squid beak inside the lump. Looks good to me. Uh, so that's good. It could spark a whole bunch of people trying to find it. A 40 kilo lump of it was found in South Wairarapa in 2011. Uh, but they said... Most people will just be picking up dog turds. So, so where did she find it? Just on the on the beach. Just on in the beach. Dunedin. She just goes, "Oh, look at that!" Oh, as you do, even though it looks like a disgusting lump of it God does, knows it what. Looks, it looks like unbaked like, cookie like, dough. Yeah, like if <laughs> I, I wouldn't know. Like even if I picked it up, I'd be like, "That's not pumice. I don't want to touch that anymore." Yeah, throw right. it back in the sea. I don't know. Oh, now, now, yeah. so how much is that worth? Ten grand a kilo. Yeah, no, that's, yep, you that's wanna, pretty good. And I someone found a forty that. kilo piece. That's what you want to do. That'd buy you a house in Dunedin. It'd buy you a shed in Auckland. But oh, buy probably, a probably a wardrobe in Auckland. <laughs> uh, I oh, because uh, Uncle John was here just before. Yes, and so I don't think I told you, but their landlord sold their house. Oh, really? And uh, so much. When do they got to get out? No, they've gone. Oh. It's all gone. But yeah, they got $1.1 million for it. Wow. And the house is, was not as flash as this one. Oh, good. They were, I know. Um, it's, it's, renting. Cra- it's crazy. Uh, well, it was, it was, in some ways, it was a nicer house, but it had flooding in the basement. Like yeah, they of course. could never get uh, it fixed and stuff like that. Mm. $1.1 million, They told the next door neighbors, and the next door neighbor went, oh, crap. And so they sold this for $1.1 million as well uh, in an auction overnight. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know, but that's gone. what happens. Like, crazy. I don't know. But it all, I also, I, I wonder where some of these people are going to go. Yeah, yeah. Because even if you've got 1.1 so million, you've got to John's move gonna, somewhere else. It's 
buying land and going to build again. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I, oh, because the next door neighbours that sold theirs, they're moving to Rotorua. So oh, their okay. 1.1 million will do quite well in Rotorua. It'll do, yeah, it'll do okay. Depends where they live. Like, that's the thing. The prices are all raising everywhere because everybody's basically going south now. Yeah, yeah. Because Gizzy, when I was out there, they were saying the last two years the prices have been jumping. Oh, that's right. Anyway, uh, carry on. Sorry. Oh, so the iHeart uh, Podcast Awards just happened. And, did, what uh, did we win? Well, I don't. Oh, shush. I don't think we were. Uh, I don't think we submitted or anyone voted for us. So we didn't win anything. Uh, but the Office Ladies podcast got um, best podcast of the year. So they do a recap of the Office. Oh, right, right, right. Which is cool. Uh, but the interesting little fact here is that only four shows out of the 27 are actually iHeartRadio productions. So they actually hold, they, you know. Which is good, because you think they might have just had it for just the people on their network. Yeah, because we're available Every, on Yeah, yeah everybody, oh, all the radio stations are mainly on iHeart. Um, yeah, yeah, everybody's available on it. So next yeah. year, get voting for us. Yeah, next year, if we find and, out about it in time, we'll get you to vote for us. And I learned podcasting is 20 years old. So that's a little mind-blowing. Yeah, um, that would be about right, though. I'm sure I first heard of podcasting. Yeah, so so the original podcast that they actually record. So there's a bit of discrepancy of when the actual first date was. So apparently, the guy that made RSS feed for websites got contacted by a guy that was like head of MTV in somewhere Europe or here or something in America. I mean, and uh, he was really interested in technology and stuff. And he goes, "Let's have a meeting." And this guy goes, "Okay." And this guy was just going on and on about it. We'll just do audio, like audio delivery with the, with the thing that you've built. And he goes, I had no idea what he was on about. Made no sense. Made no sense. And then I think it was six months later or something, they went and they did an interview with a band or something, something to MTV, and they were explaining it to them and they didn't really understand what was going on, but they're like, yeah, sweet, whatever. And that show, whatever the thing was called, which I don't have here, sorry, uh, I have in the show notes, that interviewee thing that they did, is still going today. So that's been running oh, wow. like 20 years. Holy apparently. Crap. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. That, that, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I know. I, I do remember early 2000s. I want to say about 2003, 2004, when I was at Telecom, I first came across pod, the concept. And, um, and I don't, yeah, I don't I know. Don't know really. I, I think I listened to something like at a, at a website, not like on an app. No, that's right. I, and I think that was the thing. I think. Yeah, um, and it's, it was really annoying because you know web websites it wasn't the portable. Worst. Yeah, you no. know, so it it's not as accessible as it is now, where you can just walk around with your your headphones in and and you know. That's right. Uh, Netflix have confirmed they're going to bring out the shuffle button for everybody. So you okay. go. They've been trialing it in some markets, and they may have tried it here in New Zealand. They like doing so that. So what does the shuffle button do? You basically go to the profile screen where it's got the different four, five, whatever. Yeah, images yeah. and at the bottom will have shuffle for each one and it just picks something that it thinks you'll like and it just plays it so you All don't right. even so i feel lucky for google it's that it you're you're exactly right because the guy mentioned it's going to be like the i feel lucky thing we might call it that and then the guy goes no no we're gonna come up with some better name than that <laughs> yeah but you're right and they've just become basically profitable Netflix, oh, Netflix. so they're making a shit ton of money which is really good and they've got 70 new movies coming out in the next year 
Uh, I told you that. And they're basically... Um, so they're premiering like one plus a week. Yeah, no, but the thing is they've dropped the list and they've never done that before. They said, this is what we're going to drop for a whole year. Um, well, they have to because it's so competitive now, that whole space. It used to be just them and they weren't profitable. Um, but now, you know, you've got Disney Plus, Hulu was already there, but you've got Amazon, uh, Amazon, what do they call them? Prime. Is it Amazon Prime? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Amazon TV, whatever, and Apple TV. You've got, yeah, no, oh, it's yeah. going crazy. That's right. It's going crazy. Um, actually, speaking of TV programs, uh, I am catching up. I'm, I'm up with um, The Expanse. So good. So good. Uh, I thought I'd finished. I thought the fin- season had finished. I re- watched them all. I went, so that is a terrible ending, but yeah. it hadn't finished yeah. yet. So I've got another episode to watch. It's just come out. And then... Um, and speaking of that, I'm just going to mention, for those of you that do watch The Expanse, I'm thinking of you, Carl, definitely look at um, Ty and That Guy, which is a podcast by Wes Chatham, he's that guy, um, who is Amos in the TV series. He's cool as, he's a real cool guy. He, he runs the podcast and Ty is one of the authors. So the books are by James S.A. Corey, which isn't actually a guy. It's actually Ty, I've forgotten his name, his surname. Ty something or other, and Daniel Abraham, uh-huh. the two guys. And Ty's the guy writing the show. Well, I mean, they both are, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Ty's pr- producing it. So um, that's why the the f- TV series is as good as the um, as the book. So anyway, that w- that's really cool. But last night I watched f- episode one, season one, mm. of the 2020 The Stand. The Stand? Have you... Do you know anything about the Stan Stephen King? The Stan, no. One of my fa- most favorite books of all time. It's amazing book. Okay. And they did a, a series, like I think it was like a mini series back in the day. Back in the day. Okay. Uh, the nineties. Yeah. Um, and which was really good. And so I'm like, oh, they're doing it again. I don't like these reboots. No. So I've watched episode one, and they're doing it in a totally different way. They're doing showing you uh, the. End time and the beginning time, oh. and you're bringing it together. I don't know how that would work for somebody who doesn't know the story well. Like, I really know that story. Yeah, I've read that gonna, book a yeah. hundred times. So, Well, not a hundred times, a lot of times. And so um, I'll be interested to see what somebody thinks that doesn't know the book, but it's it, it's looking pretty cool. So if you're a Stand fan, um, yeah, The Stand fan. Very good. Check yeah. that out. Is it on Netflix, or do you have to get it from um, somewhere else? Watch series. Oh, oh. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Tyrant might have that as well. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I read this article today, and uh, I don't agree with this. It's another unfair dismissal claim. You know how much we love oh, those? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you the facts, and you tell me what you reckon, because I think that this is a bit uh, crap, to be honest. Okay, so uh, they've ordered a Nelson-based, this is the employment relations people, they've uh, ordered a Nelson-based Milson plumbing and drain laying. They've got to pay a former employee... 35000 in compensation, $12,500 in lost wages, and 4300 for expenses, right? Okay. So, he moved to Nelson from England in 2016, and he was recruited through an international recruitment agency called CanStaff. Okay. So, that's good. So, he's recruited specifically for that company? Yep. Yep. Okay. And cool. he was employed to fill a qualified plumber role. He right. was a qualified plumber in the UK- and he needed to attain his New Zealand qualification here. Yep. And you do that by sending an exam within three months of arriving. Okay. Okay. He turns up, and the first week, they sort of realize he's a bit crap. 
he doesn't really know what he's doing. So they're doubtful that he will be able to gain a license to continue working in New Zealand. On the Friday of the second week, they bring him into a meeting and they're discussing his performance. Now, this is where it gets a bit confusing, right? Because the owners don't remember saying a certain thing and he reckons they did. Um, and you know what that certain thing is? Yeah, at the end of the meeting, they were they said, we're going to call it a day, right? And he took that as, I don't have a job anymore. They said, no, we were just saying that's just enough for today. Think about it and we'll come back and have another discussion. Yeah, and that's how I would take it. And I think that is a New Zealandism. Like, let's call it a day. That's enough for this meeting. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that was all good. They both said it was clear they were not dismissing him. Uh, then the owners told the English dude that he should contact Canstaff recruiter Janine Dunbar, right? And um, the owner also emailed her as well, just saying what the concerns were. And they said that... Because um, presumably they've made a bit of dosh out of this guy coming across. Uh, yeah, yeah, I assume so. And they said that he'd have to be supervised and they couldn't leave that and they didn't want to leave him in the lurch job wise. Uh, he left the The dude said that he left the meeting thinking his job was in jeopardy. He called the, the recruiter um, and he said the call with the recruiter was strange. He expected her to provide more information about what was happening, but instead she was abusive and kept telling him it was all his fault. She told him that the owners didn't want him anymore, didn't have the skills, and he was crap, and he's no good at his job, right? So then he returned to England. Like, I think he was in the country for like two weeks. Oh, wow. Three weeks, whatever. So when was this? Because this, was this all before COVID, I'm assuming, before lockdowns? And this is in 2016, this all oh, happened. Oh, tw- 2016, sorry. No, okay. all 2016, but now they've been told to pay the due. Right. Right. So they said they accepted the evidence presented by them and that they did not terminate him on that meeting, right? But because they told him to ring the recruiter, that gave the recruiting agent the power to act on their behalf and basically the recruiter dismissed him, so now they have to pay all the costs, which I don't agree with. Damn. In a situation where you're just like, hey, go talk to these people, like... And I don't know if this is a really big company or not, but 50... I'm going to say not, Just probably. under $52,000 worth of payment four years later as well. Like, craziness. It's it's insane. I, why I, would you employ anyone? You don't. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you bring somebody over from the, the UK? Ooh. Hey, um, I'm going to... We're getting close to the end here. Yes. I'll, I'll end on a... <laughs> what I think is pretty cool. I've been calling it... I've called it the Bumble Honey Trap. What's happening with so, Bumble? You know, you know Bumble, for those that don't know, and, and I don't have first-hand knowledge, um, Bumble's like Tinder, but it's got a couple of rules around it, like women have to be the ones that initiate, the initiate the so conversations. So the, the uh, co-CEO of Tinder, the woman, she started this. Yeah. So lots of money for her. Yes. Um, so anyway, this chick in the States uh, decided she wanted to play a game. I, I don't know what it was going on in her mind. I've just heard the reporting, so I don't know the, um, exactly what happens. But basically what she did, she changed her profile, ping, uh, profile 
thing. Uh, so that not the picture, but the profile oh, yeah, itself. Right, yeah. To say she was all about conservatism. She might have put herself in front of an American flag, I'm guessing, or something yeah. like that. She's all about conservatives. Oh, and yeah. um, so she would, she's, you know, anybody that contacts, contacts her, her she, she initiated conversation. And basically she was going hard on this whole conservative end of things. And then she, people were saying about the capital rights and she was saying how cool it was. Yeah. And so the, all the ones that were there were sending photos of her them there cause, to prove yes. that they were Good. into it. Good. And she was forwarding that to the FBI. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's <laughs> all she was doing. Uh, it's like, is that catfishing? But like, for, Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, catfishing for well, the I'm FBI. Amazed, I'm amazed the FBI is probably not doing that. Uh, they have identified 400 people there and they're charging 135 at the moment. Yeah. And uh, from what I've heard, all the charges they're making are small charges at the moment because they can, uh, because of the way the court system works, they've got to charge them with something within oh, a right. month to yeah, begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. But once they've done that, they can add any other charges in. So they're just going with the ones that will absolutely stick. Yeah. And then later on, they'll be able throw to in all add, those other ones. throw in all the other ones and, and build it up. So people are like, oh, Oh, I smashed through all these windows and that, but they got me for trespass. Oh, that's all they got me for. No, dude, no, that's no, what no. they're, that's yeah, what they're gonna, starting with. That's right. And you're going to get potentially caned later if they've got proof. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, fun times. Um, so what's happening coming so, up? What do you got coming up? Uh, nothing. <laughs> I am looking forward, hopefully, to getting more sleep. So for the past, I don't know, six months, I've been getting up between – I work Tuesday to Saturday. Tuesday to Friday, I get up at 3.20 in the morning, and I'm at work by 4 a.m. Um, Living the dream. Particularly with the heat at the moment, it's really hard to go to bed early. Like, it's just too hot. Um, so I'm getting three or four hours sleep a night, and it's killing me. And then the weekend, um, which is Sunday, Monday for But me, later. I'm just sleeping a lot. <laughs> just sleeping. So uh, that's not very productive uh, of me. So um, hopefully things are going to be changing shortly. Um, I am moving to 20 hours at Gilmore's, which will be a bit flexible. And I've just applied for a job with Presco. So What's Presco? Presco. Presco. What yeah. do they do? Uh, it, they do uh, health and wellness uh, training. And I uh, oh. want to be a contract facilitator. Oh, sweet. That sounds good. And, and, and I... Um, I did my application because I looked at a couple of things about Presco and I was like, yeah, cool. And I did a pretty good application. And then I went back to the website and I clicked on something, other page, and a friend of ours is there, Michelle Howie. Nice. And I was like, oh. So I messaged her and I said, oh, yeah, I see you What's... work for Presco. I've just... And she goes, I'm, I'm just about to leave. That's why the job's been a oh. thing because she's got other things going yeah, yeah. on. So I'm like, sweet. So that might help. I think it will. Excellent. So, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.